Hello, and welcome to Wicked Wednesdays, your weekly podcast on sex and sexuality, with an emphasis on BDSM kink and poly relationships. I'm your host, Wicked Fellow, and this week I want to talk about kink and family. Before we get started, I want to shout out our newest Patreon, Nicole. Thank you very much for your support. If you would like to become a Patreon, head over to our website, wickedfellow.com. You can find all of our links there, our Patreon, YouTube, all of our social media links, and contact information. Thank you to all of our supporters. Whether you can give at the Patreon level or not, that doesn't matter. I appreciate it when you reach out. I appreciate it when you leave comments. I appreciate it when you write me directly. And if you're looking for a no-cost, easy way to help out the show, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a review. Rate the show. Tell a friend about it. Tell your kinky community about it. Spread the word so that we can be a valuable resource to the kink community. That is what I want this to be. And the more people I reach out to, the bigger this thing can grow. The more people I can get on the show, the more reach I have, and the more topical and pertinent to the community as a whole I can be. And that's very important to me. As I mentioned last week, I'm going to change the name of the show. I want to help people find the podcast And Wicked Ways Studio Podcast doesn't really tell people what the show is about. If you have suggestions, send those in to me. I'd like something that has a bit of catch to it, kind of kinky, kind of BDSM. I've had a couple great submissions already, and if I can't come up with anything better, we'll likely go with one of those. It's not that I don't love the submissions I've got. It's just that there's a lot of you out there, and a lot of you are more creative than I am. So... If you have a good idea, send that in. Let me know. If we end up picking your submission, I will thank you in a very special Wicked Ways fashion. We got a lot of great feedback and comments on last week's show. Katya really enjoys it when she sees the comments and asks me every day if there's been any new comments. It helps her because she really likes that fan connection. She likes to know that people are hearing her and they want to know more about her. They want to ask her questions, etc. It's great. I also enjoy that, so... As always, I'm reaching out to you, asking for your questions and comments. As I move more into this, I do want this to be a very listener-driven show. I really want to answer questions that you have, speak to things that are on your mind, and really make this interactive as much as possible. So keep those comments and questions coming. They are always welcome. One of the questions that we got after last week's show was, how do you deal with your kink and poly relationships in a family setting? And I know that I've given quite a bit of advice on how to speak with your significant other, your partner, about kink, either coming out to them as kinky or working with them within a kink environment or a kink relationship. But I haven't really talked about people outside of your immediate relationship. So your kids or your parents or close friends, etc. And I do want to speak to that. At the outset, I want to say it really depends on the individual relationship you have. You might have one friend that's completely open and supportive about your kink lifestyle. You might have other friends that will not be open and supportive. So you have to make that call. And kink is one of those things that you don't have to tell everybody about. You know, you get to choose who you want to share that with. And I'm not saying in any way that you should be ashamed of your kinks or that it's something that has to be hidden away. I don't believe that at all. But like most things that are very private or very personal or very sex-based, as kink often is, you know, we don't share that information with everybody. 
I would love to live in a society where we were much more open and forthcoming and relaxed about things like sex, kink, all that stuff. But we don't live in that society. And a lot of people don't like to talk about it at all. They feel like it's very private and shameful and they don't want to have anything to do with it. Or because of their own hangups, they can't speak about sex openly and comfortably. So as a kinky person, as someone that is comfortable with their sex life and their sexuality and who they are, you're not always able to communicate that to everybody around you. And don't feel like you have to. Don't feel like this is something that you just need to share with everybody. You certainly can. And I would love for you to live in an environment where all of your friends are either kinky or they're very open and supportive of you being kinky. But unfortunately, most of us don't live in that kind of social circle. I certainly don't. You know, most of the people I know definitely live in the kink world. They live in this society. They live in this kinky counterculture that we've created. And they're perfectly comfortable with me and what I do and my kinks, etc. I have other friends that may not want to know about that, would not be comfortable if I brought it up to them. So there is a balance and you do have to choose that for yourself. The question was very specific on, since you and Katya have a 24-7 BDSM kink dom relationship, how does that work if there's kids around, for example? And it kind of follows the same lines. You know, kids are not interested in their parents' sex life in general. They don't really want to know about that stuff. So you have to decide what's age appropriate. You have to decide what's appropriate for the relationship you have with your kids. And depending on their age, obviously, it may not be pertinent to them at all. They don't need to know if they're not curious about sex in general. So if your kid isn't to the age where they're even asking questions about sex, they probably don't need to know about your kinky lifestyle. They probably are not curious about it and wouldn't understand it if you did try to explain it to them. But like the sex discussion in general, it is a very healthy conversation for parents and children to have. And I think that there's a huge taboo and a huge layer of uncomfortability surrounding sex when you're talking to your kids about it. And that's unfortunate because I cannot tell you how many people I know whose parents never talked to them about sex, didn't even have a basic birds and the bees conversation about sex. Their parents were so uncomfortable with the subject that it was just never mentioned. And the parents kind of outsourced that particular subject to somebody else, either the schools or friends or who knows. And if there's one conversation you need to have with your kids, it's about sex and being smart about sex, the good things about sex, the things that can be dangerous about sex, the entire conversation. While it's a very difficult one, it can be very uncomfortable for both the parents and the kids. It's definitely a necessary one. And I wish that we would normalize it and make it something that's not taboo. Because at some point, every kid is going to be very curious about sex. And you have to ask yourself as a parent, who do you want to be teaching your kids about sex? Do you want it to be something they only learn in school with our very limited sex education? At least here in the States, it's not great. Or do you want to be able to have that open conversation with them and teach them those values, those things that are very important to you about sex? It's a very important subject. 
For some people, having a degree of distance can really help. So if you happen to have, you know, Aunt Cool or Uncle Cool that can step in and help you out, that would be great. And of course, that person can be a close friend, someone that you trust to have that very important conversation with your kids. Having that one degree of separation may make it a little easier, but it's still vital that it happens. You don't want your kids learning about sex from the internet. You don't want your kids learning about sex from pornography. You know, the kind of stuff that we make, it's not for kids. It's for people that understand how sexual dynamics work and understand that this particular sexual dynamic, the kink dynamic, the hard BDSM dynamic, it's great and it's fun and it can be very healthy, but consent makes it completely different than if it were not consensual. And that's a hard conversation to have with kids. So in, in and above the conversation about sex that is necessary and has to be had with your kids, as a kinky person, you have to decide at what point you're going to introduce that into the conversation, if it's appropriate. You know, again, you may be in a situation where your kids just are not interested in learning anything about what you do in private. And that's okay, you know. I want it to be something that's open. I want it to be something that's not shameful and taboo, but it can be really uncomfortable talking to your parents about sex. So talking to them about sex is one thing. If your parents are kinky, talking to them about the kinky stuff that they do, that may not be an appropriate conversation. And that depends. It'll depend on your relationship with your individual kids. You have to make that call. What I found is I have a lot of kinky friends. A lot of them are parents. And the ones that have just been open and frank and honest with their kids about it have had very good results in that their kids understand and they're accepting. They may not want to hear any details. They may not want to sit down and talk about it at the dinner table. But kids are very malleable and they're very adaptable. And if you tell a kid that this is how this relationship works and this is fun for us and we enjoy it, they tend to accept that as what it is. You know, you don't have to go into huge detail about why your particular kink works for you and your partner. They don't necessarily need to know that or want to know that. There are some really great resources out there. If you find yourself having a hard time talking to your kids about sex, you know, Dr. Lindsay Doe comes to mind. She's got a YouTube channel called Sexplanations, which unfortunately I think is going to end soon, but I, I hope she keeps her content up. I've always found her to be extremely knowledgeable, very incredibly good sex education communicator. And it may be a little easier to let her do the talking and be there and help and answer questions. Or if your kids aren't really comfortable with you watching it with them, at least point them in that direction. Watch yourself, make your own judgments. But I don't think you can go wrong with someone like that. She's very good. As I was saying, I don't know when is a good time to talk to your kids about it. I can't tell you what age because kids mature differently. And on one hand, it's a little late to be talking to them at 18. The horse is probably out of the barn at that point. But you may be surprised just how early some kids get into sex and that they become very fascinated by it and start to explore sex. I was 11. And even before that, I had some experiences that were less than ideal. We'll put it that way. So I can't say that it's really too early when you're still in the single digits to at least start having some conversations about sex at an age-appropriate level. You may not need to have the complete talk in the single digits, but that is a good time to start laying that groundwork. And then 
as kids especially get into puberty, if you haven't had the talk by then, you really need to. And again, think about your own sex education. Think about your relationship with your parents and sex. Was it something that was taboo and never spoken about and something seen as dirty and problematic? And how did that affect you personally growing up? And it's every bit as important for boys as it is for girls. The number of guys that learn about sex from porn and from friends and from sheer conjecture is way too high, as the politician said. Let's do a better job in general of educating our kids about sex, safe sex, smart sex, and letting them know that sex can be a great and wonderful and fun thing. If we demonize it and make it taboo and make it something that's never spoken of and something that's shameful, that imprints hard and that goes very deep and that can make sex difficult for someone for decades, if not the rest of their life. So it may be a difficult conversation to have, you still got to have it. I can't tell you how many partners I've had. This is a question I ask because I always, it's always a fascinating topic to me is, you know, what did your parents talk to you about sex? And the number that have said, oh, we never spoke about it. I didn't even understand when my first period happened is so high. It's so high. So many kids get zero sex ed from their parents. And what you learn in school, you know, you may learn the basics of biology but you don't learn very crucial things about how to have a good, healthy sexual relationship with somebody else. And while it's uncomfortable, that topic, I think, falls on the parents. So how does that veer into kink? It's kind of the same thing. You can explain that there is kink. You can explain how the kink scene works and what consent is about and that you know some people like to have this alternative lifestyle and do this play where they really enjoy it. And sometimes that involves sex and sometimes it doesn't. You know, whether you talk about your own sex and your own kink, I don't know if that's appropriate. You have to make that decision on, is it germane to the conversation about sex with your kids? You can certainly talk to your kids about sex without giving graphic detail of your own sex life. They may not want to know that. They probably shouldn't know about your personal sex life. So the same is kind of true of kink, right? You can talk to them about kink and you can explain about kink without necessarily talking about your own personal kinks. Not because it's shameful, not because it's taboo, but because there are some things that they're not gonna wanna know about and that you don't necessarily wanna share with your kids or your brother and sister or your parents. You know, some things don't make for very good conversation it really depends on the relationship. You know, I'm sure all of us have had that close friend that you could talk to anything about. And you could talk about sex or kink or whatever, and it was perfectly comfortable and natural. But then it was very uncomfortable talking to another person or a family member about. That's just how humans are wired. You've got to make that call. But the question went on to be quite a bit about, you know, how do you guys act when the kids are around? You know, do, are they aware of it? Do you play in front of them, et cetera? And the answer is no. Just, just like we wouldn't have sex in front of them, we don't do kinky stuff in front of them, including our day-to-day -day play. So we do have a 24-7 relationship. But the way that Koch and I play, it's not really observable to the people around us. You know, we have ground rules. We have ways of interacting with each other that we know that we're playing. 
but nobody around us, including someone like a you know sister, mom, dad, or kid, would be aware of. We do make some concessions, of course. Katya usually calls me sir when she wants to talk to me. She does not do that around her family or her kid. And that's perfectly acceptable and appropriate. And of course, I allow that. Of course, I do not expect her to call me sir in front of her parents or her kid. To me, that's just common sense. And at this point, we come across a bit of a debate in the kink world. And that is one side of the debate says, well, I should be free to play however I want to play no matter whom I'm around. And if I have a daddy or a sir or a sub, I should be able to interact with them just like I would in private in front of my parents or the kids or et cetera. And I do understand that point of view because again, I do not believe that kink is shameful. I do not believe that kink is something that needs to be hidden away. The other side says, if we're sitting at the dinner table at Thanksgiving and I call my daddy, daddy, or I'll call my sir, sir, that's including everybody else in our play against their consent. They don't really need to be part of our play. And by playing openly like that, we are involving them in our play against their consent. And I can see that argument too. To me, it's very difficult and it's complex. If I'm around somebody that's comfortable and that's open and supportive about the kink and BDSM lifestyle, I would be perfectly happy with Katja calling me sir. But I'm not going to make Katja call me sir in front of her parents because she is not comfortable in that. And even if she was comfortable, I would need them to be comfortable as well. I would need them to be open and understanding and comfortable with her calling me sir instead of my given name as she normally would. So I don't really come down on either side of this argument. Obviously, I'm leaning more towards the we don't play in places where it would make other people uncomfortable. That's just who I am. It doesn't give me any thrill or excitement to kind of push what we're doing in front of other people, whether they like it or not. I think that that kind of play can kind of give kink a bad name and it can kind of give people the wrong idea about kink. Katya and I know our relationship. Katya and I know that she does not have to call me sir for the respect to be there. We're still playing. We can play in a way that nobody around us knows. So on the weeks where we do have, you know, her kid around, her kid has no idea. Now, part of the reason her kid has no idea is her kid is not interested in our private life. Her kid doesn't want to know about what we do in the bedroom. Her kid doesn't want to know about that kind of stuff. Her kid is not at the right age where they're even interested in that. However, someday we may have to have that conversation. And we have talked about that. And we have talked to each other about how are we going to present this? How are we going to talk about it? And again, it comes down to what is the kid ready for? What is the kid interested in? How much do they need to know? And at what level do we let them know that not only does sex exist, but kink exists? Both Katja and I are perfectly comfortable with that. It's a little harder for Katja because there's a closer connection there. But of course, I respect Katja's boundaries when it comes to her kid. Of course, that's something that would never even occur to me to press that conversation outside of what Katja would want. That's me having respect for her as a person and as a parent. But if the time comes and she wants me to have that conversation, I'm perfectly comfortable having that conversation. And having it be one step removed might help a little bit. 
obviously I would want her to be part of that. So hopefully that's a clear position I have. Obviously, you do have to make the final call. When you talk to your kid, how you talk to your kid, how you talk to your family, etc. With every relationship that you decide to open up to your lifestyle, you need to ask yourself, you know, how much do they need to know? Is this important for them to know that I'm kinky? Do they need to know? If they don't need to know, don't worry about it. If it's something that you do want to talk to them about, you do want to share with them, I think it's incumbent upon you to gauge their receptivity to that. If they're going to be aghast and shocked and dismayed and upset about it, you know, how much of you wanting to tell them outweighs them not wanting to know. That goes with kids, that goes with parents, that goes with siblings, that goes with close friends. You got to make that call. I certainly know people that are very open about their kink lifestyle. Their kids know about it. They play openly. And when I say they play openly, I'm not saying they're having sex openly, but they may have, they may wear their collar. They may call each other by their honorifics, etc. And that's fine. The kids are fine with it. It's one of those things that whatever environment the kid is raised in, they tend to just accept that as natural. And it would seem strange to them that other people don't do this thing. So yeah, that's our take on it. We're very sex positive. We're very open about it, but we don't put it on people that don't want to hear about it, are not interested in it. As far as kids go, we haven't had that conversation yet, but that's because the kid isn't ready for it. The kid is not interested in it. When that time comes, we'll have that conversation. We'll probably let you know how that conversation goes. I've got a pretty good idea of how it's going to go, but I've been wrong before. If you have any direct questions or comments about this, or you have an experience of, you know, talking to kids about not just sex, but coming out to them as kinky or talking to them about kinky stuff, send that in. Let me know about it. If you want to be anonymous, obviously I'll respect that. To bring this home on a more personal note, I discovered after my father had passed away that he led kind of a secondary life, a life that was definitely kink oriented, if not directly kinky. And it was something that I never knew about. And it was something that I believe he felt was shameful and didn't want me to know about. And it's especially hard because I would have been supportive. I would have been happy to support him in that lifestyle. I would have been happy to be accepting of him. I would not have rejected him or pushed him away because of that lifestyle. And I wish that he had felt comfortable you know, letting me know. I wish he'd felt comfortable talking to me about it before he was gone. And I think that it was something that he kept secret his whole life and something that he took to his grave as a secret. And it's a shame to me because, again, I would have been accepting. I would have been comfortable with that. I would have been supportive in that. But there's no way I guess he could have known that. And there's always the possibility that had he told me, I would have been very unaccepting and rejected him and pushed him away because of it which is obviously why he didn't choose to share that with me. So from my single point perspective, yeah, I wish my dad had been open with me about it. I wish that was something that we could have talked about and I could have been supportive of him in that. But he chose to keep it to himself, which was you know, totally his right. He, did, he, he obviously did not have to share that private part of his life with me. I just wish he had of because I get the idea that it was something he was ashamed of. And growing up in his generation, I can certainly understand that. So life was not what it is today. And he grew up in a time and place where that lifestyle would have been very not acceptable. 
And so it's, it's kind of a shame to me that he died with that secret. But you've got to make those choices individually. You know, I do want people to be more open, to be more comfortable about talking about sex with their kids and all the things that surround sex, kink and BDSM, DS play, etc. In the same way that I want people to be open about, you know, transgender people and queer people and gay people and quit making it so taboo and so shameful and so strange and weird and just make it normal every day. Kids are very adaptable. Kids are very understanding. Kids place a lot of weight in not only how we talk about things, but how we present things to them, how we act about things. If we make it a huge, scary, taboo thing, we pass that along. If we make it a, oh, well, this person's just that way. They're doing something that they enjoy doing. There's nothing wrong with that. Kids accept that. I believe that a lot of these prejudices that we pass down from generation to generation to generation can easily stop at one person. One person making the choice of, I'm not going to be afraid of this and I'm going to pass that along instead of the fear. I'm going to normalize this. I'm going to make it okay. So as always, I'm just a guy on the internet. You've got to make your final decision on when is the right time and how to talk to your kids and whether it's okay to share things about kink with your kids. I understand that. And I will respect whatever decision you come up with, but think long and hard about it. You know, who do you want your kids to learn about this from? If it's important to you, if it's something that you want to pass along these very important life lessons, I wouldn't outsource that. That's something that I would bite the bullet and I'd want to have that conversation myself. I've never had any kids of my own. I've had a lot of partnerships that involved kids. So while it's true that I'm not speaking from firsthand experience, the number of different kids I've had in my life through other partners from zero to 18 I've had a lot of parental adjacent experience. You parents out there, I know you may discount that and not credit that as being worthwhile. I understand. I also know that I've had this conversation with more than one set of kids. So I've had this conversation with a lot. I used to do youth counseling as well. So I'm very comfortable having this conversation about the birds and the bees with kids. They tend to be a lot more capable than we give them credit for. And if you wait too long, they're going to get this information from somebody else. And that somebody else may be the internet. And as you know, I would not want my kid learning about sex from the internet. And I make porn for a living. So do take that with a grain of salt. I think this is a topic that we will definitely hit again. This is something that I want to bring Katja in on because I think she has a very good perspective on this. So that will probably be part of next week's discussion. I did want to hit one other comment that we had from last week's video, and that was some people expressed surprise that Koch and I could disagree on so many things because I'm the dom and she's the sub and she's supposed to just go along with everything I say, right? That's not the kind of relationship I would want to foster with Katja. We do have a very strong DS relationship where I'm in charge. But I value her input very much. She's a very intelligent woman. She's had great experiences in life and in BDSM. And it would be very foolish of me to just discount anything she had to say or any disagreement that she had because I'm in charge. You know, I value her input. And when I ask her a question on the show, sometimes I know the answer. 
Sometimes her answer completely surprises me, or it may be completely opposite of how I think on something. And I love that. Not only do I allow it, I encourage it. Because I want a sub that can think for themselves. I want a sub that can tell me that they disagree. I want a sub that feels safe disagreeing with me. Because I don't want the opposite. I would never want a sub that was so cowed and so fearful of me that if they thought I was wrong, they wouldn't tell me. I do not want that. So I have no problem whatsoever with Katja saying, I disagree with you on this, or I think something different, or this is my point of view. That doesn't in any way infringe on my role as a leader, because Katja absolutely respects my role as a leader. That doesn't mean that she can't disagree, or that we can't see things from two different perspectives. And I value her perspective very much. So in the future, you'll continue to hear Katja disagree, and that's good. That makes for a good dialogue. That makes for a good relationship. She's not a Stepford wife. She's not a robot. She's not someone that has to agree with everything I say and never has any thoughts of her own. That is absolutely polar opposite of the kind of sub that I want. I very much encourage her to have her own opinions and feel free and comfortable expressing those to me. At the end of the day, I still make the decisions. I still say we're going this way, but I have no problem asking Katja, which way would you like to go? What do you think is important? I want that feedback. So I would have that as good advice for doms in general. Don't be afraid of your subs disagreeing with you. you know, there's a big difference between disagreement and disrespect. Katja would not and does not disrespect me, but she disagrees with me all the time, and that's fine. Thank you again to all of our supporters. Keep those messages coming in. Keep those comments and questions coming in. I want this to be interactive and I can't be interactive if you guys aren't out there writing back. As always, consent is king. Take very good care of each other. And I'll see you next week.